Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. It is the 10th day of January. We are very happy that uh, you chose this Wednesday morning uh, to join us here. The roads are in pretty good shape this morning. I'm Maybe some frozen spots out there because a lot of moisture fell yesterday, but at least in the immediate metro area on the highways are in pretty decent shape. Sue Thomas is going to have all of your traffic for you coming up here uh, in just a little while. And we are going to talk to Sue this morning about a pretty interesting experience she had yesterday. I'm a little jealous of what she got to do yesterday. Um, she got to go with local law enforcement because of law enforcement appreciation day and, and go through a simulator. And I'll never forget a few years ago after the, the Darren Wilson case with uh, Mike Brown up in Ferguson, uh, somewhere uh, there were protests all over the country. And I, I watched a reporter who, who was taken through several scenarios and not just video scenarios. Like they took this reporter out in real life. They had they had other officers portraying criminals, deciding what to do and when you had to pull your weapon and you know we're going to take this person out. And the the reporter made the wrong choice in just about every case, uh, and then had to admit afterwards just how life or death split seconds are when you're a police officer. Mm-hmm. I, I I I love when people have to go through that and see it. And I listened to Sue explain that yesterday on the uh, Reardon show. And I asked her to join us here uh, after her traffic report at about 620 and just kind of explain what it was all about and how she got to do it and what it was like. And um, I, I think you'll I think you'll be very interested to hear her experience yesterday. So we'll get to that for you coming up here uh, in just a few minutes. In fact, uh, we got lots to get to this morning. We're going to talk to Congresswoman Ann Wagner, fresh back from a trip to the Middle East she was in Israel. She was very close to Gaza, apparently. She got to travel to Egypt and uh, Qatar, and now she's back. She went with a congressional delegation, anxious to hear what she has to say. We're going to get to her in the 8 o'clock hour uh, this morning. But first, let's get to the shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. The Deputy Secretary, Kathleen Hicks, would have been more than capable uh, of being the acting Secretary of Defense for that period of time. John Kirby there telling you nothing to see here. The sec def was gone and we didn't know it. And he did have the nuclear codes, but the assistant sec def was in charge and she didn't have the nuclear codes. So why is everything okay? Obviously, this trip is about Trump's case, this unprecedented prosecution of Trump by Fannie Willis and her alleged boyfriend, Nathan Wade. (laughs) This story gets better by the minute. Uh, this this corrupt prosecutor in Georgia 
was paying her boyfriend to the tune of $600,000 while they were prosecuting uh, Donald Trump down in Georgia. My palms are sweating again just watching it. You know, early on, I made that decision not to draw my weapon, and in real life, that would have cost a bystander their life. Oh, that was a Channel 4 reporter who went through the same thing as Sue Thomas yesterday. It'll be interesting to get her a reaction to how that all went down. And if we're going to be a pro-life state and be 100% pro-life, it only makes sense that we value every life. Now, it's becoming more of a bipartisan issue to do away with the death penalty. Oh, I I was taken aback by this story. I will be the very first to admit it. Um, I had no, I just didn't see it coming. I didn't uh, I didn't talk to anybody. Nobody nobody came to me and said, "Hey, we're going to float a bill this year to to get rid of the death penalty in the state of Missouri." Like Republicans are doing this, and I was really surprised. <laughs> To hear about this effort. And and here's, here's what they're saying is if you're pro-life, you must be all pro-life. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I was very taken aback as well because I was writing headlines and I'm looking for who introduced the bill. And I'm like, wow, Republican, Republicans. Republicans. Wow, okay. uh, Lavasco, uh, Jim Murphy was in on it and uh, a couple of others. They they held a news conference, I guess, or made themselves available down in Jeff City. And Channel 2 covered the story. Here, here's part of it. See. So far, there's one execution scheduled this year in Missouri, but support is growing on both sides of the aisle to abolish capital punishment, saying the government should not be allowed to take a life and it's costly to taxpayers. We're seeing finally a willingness to have a discussion about this within the Republican Party, both behind the scenes and now finally in public. Since 1976, Missouri has executed nearly 100 people. And if we're going to be a pro-life state and be 100% pro-life, it only makes sense that we value every life. Every innocent life. The difference. The babies. Thank you. The unborn babies. Thank you. I, I, I understand where they're trying to go with that, and I can see where critics of this who don't understand that would, would make that argument, but that's not even what the Bible says. Well, I, I, and I'm glad you hit the nail on the head there. Separate. The, the issue is guilt or innocence. Abortion takes an innocent life. Now, you creating that life, you may feel like that was a mistake because it was a moment of passion uh, with somebody you met at the bar or whatever caused that to happen. Uh, at the end of the day, it's not the baby's fault. But the person that in cold-blooded murder, which is what it has to be proven, that it was planned in advance and and all of that— to take somebody else's life, there's only one sure way to to make sure that there's no recidivism in that, and that's about six feet of dirt. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always looked at it. And taking that off the table is ridiculous, in my opinion. I used to be against the death penalty. Um, now I'm for it. And I, I remember when I was reporting in Tennessee, they invite reporters to witness, the, you know, executions basically and I was invited on a couple occasions and I turned it down because even though I support it I didn't want to to witness that because once I see it I can't unsee it and this particular one that I remember was an electric chair I just I I remember I the one the one they used it. to have in Florida they called it old smoky because no. it malfunctioned so oh, frequently gosh. and they wanted the they wanted the the, the criminals to know that as a further deterrent, you mm-hmm. don't want to end up on death row down here because old Smokey may not work right the first mm-hmm. time. So so to me, that that's part of the deterrent is right there. Mm-hmm. 
the the cost argument makes no sense to me. Well, I did. I, I thought I heard the death penalty is the the is very expensive because it, it's so many appeals that you're doing. Right. That's so why. So when I was a reporter in South Carolina, I covered a story of of a scumbag who went to a Walmart and he executed two sisters execution style out in the parking lot because he wanted to steal their car. Um, and I would have pulled the switch myself. I can remember sitting and covering the story, drawing a hangman's noose as the prosecutor was presenting his case. And they gave the guy the death penalty. And then I moved to St. Louis to be a reporter here. And probably 10 years later, while I'm working in St. Louis, I get a phone call from some one of these loony pro anti-death penalty groups that's fighting tooth and nail to keep this Yahoo alive. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to testify to to what I witnessed during the trial because I wouldn't do anything to save his life. Mm -hmm. He should have been put to death 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um, and eventually was. But that's why these things are so expensive, because these 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 defense, these activist defense attorneys go out and they drag these things out for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to go through a lot and have a lot of evidence thrown against you. To be sentenced to death to begin with. Yeah, I remember. You can have an appeal or two, and then it, that should be the end of it. I was called to jury duty a few years ago, and it was a a triple homicide. It was like a guy who was accused of uh, setting his the home on fire with oh. like his girlfriend and their kids, and they all three of them died. And I remember them asking me when they were deciding if they wanted to have me as a jury member, do you support the death penalty? Because and a number of people were sent home that day, I imagine, because they they were staunchly either. I don't know. I assume it was because they were staunchly one way or the other. Right. 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 So what what did you tell them at the time? uh, I think I said I I support it, but it wasn't like I was gung ho about it. Um, I think this was in like 2020 and somebody in the group, I was called back, but somebody in the group tested positive for COVID. So they sent my entire group home. Forget which one costs more. I'm opposed to giving scumbags like that three hots and a cot for the rest of their miserable lives. Mm -hmm. I I just, I I don't understand this one at all. I have to talk to some of those legislators who are out there pushing that. I I don't get it. And I can't see that ever passing in the uh, state of Missouri. Um, so anyway, all right, uh, let's get to a quick break here. I want to talk to Sue Thomas on the other side of the break about her experience yesterday in one of these simulators where you have to decide, do I shoot the bad guy or don't I before he shoots me? And I think you'll be fascinated to hear uh, her experience with that. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
It is intense. My palms are sweating again just <laughs> watching it. You know, early on, I made that decision not to draw my weapon, and in real life, that would have cost a bystander their life. And then later on, I reacted too quickly and accidentally shot a hostage. So both of those were, were examples of the kind of power and responsibility that officers have when they're making those split-second decisions in those life-or-death situations. Yeah, no kidding. That was a Channel 4 reporter. He went through some training with the uh, Metropolitan St. Louis Police Department yesterday. St. Louis Metro Police. But Sue Thomas is on the phone, is on the line with us right now. And Sue, you got to do this with the FBI yesterday, right? Yeah, it was super cool and completely eye-opening. Yeah, uh, there's a um, an FBI option on it because yesterday was Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Yes. And so part of what they did was send out some of these options to the media. Do you want to go? And frankly, the FBI one was closest to my house in South <laughs> City. So I thought, okay, well, I will do that. And I mean, I have watched for years. I mean, I like a mystery, right? I like a, a police procedural. I like all of those kinds of shows and books. And I thought, okay, well, I, I have some idea. No, we don't have any idea the pressure these people are under and these split-second decisions that have to be made on a daily basis. It is mind-boggling. So so describe the one you were talking about with Reardon yesterday where, where the guy comes out where you, you raid a home and the guy, the shirtless guy, walks out. Okay. Now, and before you go into these simulations, which is essentially you standing in a dark room behind a line with a, a, a gun, a toy gun, yeah. that when you shoot at the, the uh, screen, it marks where you actually shot, and then they'll rewind it and show when you shot and at what and everything. But before you do that, of course, they explain, you can't go in hot. If you talk, when you go into a situation, you have to be talking to the person. You can't be shooting. You're going to say things like, show me your hands. I have got to see your hands, drop the weapon, you do all that. So the, the first simulation, I'm standing there, and I am an FBI agent, and I'm at the back, and we are raiding a home of a known criminal who is known to be armed, and uh, they clear the first couple of rooms. And then we come to a room, and there's nobody there, and we all stop, and the guy, the, uh, the criminal in this scenario says, don't shoot, I'm unarmed. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. And he comes and stands in a doorway. And he's a tall guy, and he's got his hands up. And his hands go pretty close to the top of that uh, door frame. So I am thinking, okay, I see hands, and he's only wearing a pair of white shorts. There is no way he could be hiding a gun in that. And, of course, this is all a simulation, and right, it's just me, right. that I'm at the back. And... uh I see the hands. I look at the shorts. There's nothing there. Well, then he engages in conversation with us. And one of the things that the, the uh, suspect, I guess, says is, what you guys do with my dog? And I'm telling you, in a less than a second, he reaches up into the dorm frame, grabs a gun and shoots at us. Wow. And I am immediately dead. <laughs> so I got killed in the first simulation because... You're looking at the hands. You're looking at the shirt. You're th you, you think there is no way. But he's so tall that that right hand goes up and grabs a gun and shoots immediately before you can even see it. So now the decisions uh, you are supposed to be making at the time, should you have taken this guy out? His hands are up. 
What would the headline be the next day? Hands up, don't shoot. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. in that split second, he had time to grab that and kill us. So, the, and these people are making these decisions on a daily basis. And the reason they're doing that, of course, is to take these people off the street and protect the general public uh, as well. So it's really a fine line. I, there was another scenario yeah. I had where how soon do you shoot? I mean, I had a, a teenager with a gun at his side holding it down. Well, at any point, I'm saying drop that gun, drop that gun, show me your hands. But now he could easily have dropped that gun, but easily have brought it up and shot. These decisions, and he did, by the way, bring it up and shoot. Uh, what would the headline be there? Mm-hmm. You know, police take out uh, a, a teen. No. Yeah, I mean, a challenged mentally teenager. challenged teen. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's the decisions these people make. And, and I'm trying to protect myself, but also my partner and this child's dad. I mean, plus you have to consider, are, am I in public? Mm-hmm. If I do shoot at this person, will it go through a car? Uh, there was one that was set in a neighborhood. Could mm-hmm. I have a stray bullet? I and mean, believe me, I'm not a good shot, even in a simulation. <laughs> Take out somebody uh, who's just eating breakfast next door. Mm-hmm. And now all the, these interactions are on, on video. Everyone records yeah, police yeah. doing everything to see yes. if they make one misstep. Yeah. Well, and and uh, part of what they said was this is why we do body cams now. Yeah. Of course, because, you know, you can actually see what is really going on and the crazy they deal with on a daily basis. Well, Sue, thank you for, for relaying that because it's so many people who've never been in that situation. I mean, I've done the simulator thing before. They just have no idea that how uh, split second that decision is and how the next day you're on national TV. Yeah. I mean, it's just nuts. Thank you, Susan. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to uh, talk to our friend Nicole Murray, get you a check of business when we come back. Wow. I'm feeling older all the time, Carl Middleman. 40 years ago today. Yesterday. Yesterday is when 1984 album from Van, from Van Halen came out. Yes. And Michael McDonald wrote this song with Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I'm sure Kim's never heard it. That's okay. Uh, Probably uh, uh, Nicole hasn't heard it either. Let's get to Nicole Murray. All right, Nicole, putting you on the spot here. I know you haven't been getting much sleep lately, but uh, are you a Van Halen fan? I mean, I know of him, but I wouldn't be able to name song titles or anything. Oh, okay. That's okay. Jump, like you know that one, right? Nicole, you and I, I think, are a similar age. Oh, we're within funny. a few years of each other, yeah. so that makes sense that we're like, uh, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, no. We try to st- we try to stump her with 80s music all the time. Sorry, And I that. lose every time. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm a 90s gal. Uh, yeah, I, I squeaked into the 80s, barely. <laughs> Nicole, what's going on out there in business? All right. On Wall Street, futures are mixed as traders await inflation data. Tuesday, the Dow Industrials were down 157, the NASDAQ up 13, and the S&P 500 down 7. The National Transportation Safety Board reveals the door plug on the Boeing MAX 9 plane was fractured and fell off during last Friday's mid-air emergency. The Federal Aviation Administration says every Boeing 737-9 maxed aircraft with a plug door will remain grounded until inspections are completed. Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun says the company will approach the issue with 100% transparency and must first start by acknowledging its mistake. 
Loose bolts have already been discovered on 737 MAX 9 planes during inspections. Meta says it will start hiding inappropriate content from teenagers' accounts on Facebook and Instagram. This includes posts about suicide, self-harm, and eating disorders. Mature posts will not be shown on their feeds at all, even if shared by an account they follow. Meta is currently facing dozens of lawsuits accusing it of harming young people and contributing to the young mental health crisis. Regeneron CEO, CEO Leonard Schleifler says the next big thing for biotech isn't artificial intelligence, but the company's newest venture, gene therapy, suggesting that associating genes with disease is going to drive the entire pharmaceutical industry. The CEO says its company is working on developing new cancer treatments and drugs that combat muscle loss. Testing on various medications will begin later this year. NASA is delaying upcoming missions of its flagship Artemis lunar program by about a year to finish developing necessary technology. NASA leadership says the Artemis II mission, which will be the first to carry crew, is now targeting September of 2025. Artemis III, which will send humans to the lunar south pole for the first time, is scheduled for September of 2026. Trend Micro has laid off 2% of its global workforce as part of a business transformation plan. The Japanese cybersecurity giant now joins a growing list of technology firms that have recently slashed jobs amid a challenging economy. Unity Software says it will lay off 25% of its employees, while Xerox has confirmed it will eliminate 15% of personnel. Hewlett Packard Enterprises has agreed to buy networking vendor Juniper Networks for about $15 billion in an all-cash deal. The agreement is expected to close later this year or in early 2025. After whispers of the deal went public, Juniper shares jumped 22% to close at 37.05 yesterday. The acquisition will double Hewlett's existing networking businesses, bolster margins, and speed up growth. The National Football League has offered voluntary buyouts to at least 200 employees as it gears up for the start of the playoffs this weekend. Workers were offered three-week salary for every year served in addition to bonuses. Staffers have until the end of February to decide whether to take the offer. The buyouts come as NFL revenue hit nearly $1.2 billion in 2022. Commissioner Roger Goodell set a goal of reaching $25 billion by 2027. Are you sure you spotted that UFO? A renowned astrophysicist says biological creatures would not be able to survive the billion-year journey through space to planet Earth. Instead, scientists believe any craft of alien would more likely be the result of artificial intelligence. Mark? Yeah, whatever. I'm with Gordon Deal on this one. How the hell does this guy know what the biological makeup is of an alien? I mean, maybe they're just trying to make us feel better, calm our nerves, since there's been so many UFO spottings I these know. past few years. I know. You know, we don't have the we don't have the need to know, probably, is what somebody in the government has decided. That's what I think. I'm fine if E.T.'s here. I think E.T.'s cute. <laughs> Him and he's dressed up, you know, in that little closet with all the clothes. Sure, sure. Eating his little Reese's Pieces. I bet you aliens are already here. I do. There's I no bet doubt. you. And yeah. we might not even know what they look like. Like, they could be disguised as humans. You never know. Mm. That's, that's a good point. Carl, that's a good point. do you have something to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> Meep. Meep. Yeah, Meep. Phone home. Phone home. <laughs> Elliot. Nicole, have a great day. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, yeah. Kim sent this to me earlier. Uh, somebody asked a simple question. And what was that simple question, uh, Kim? What makes you roll your eyes? I right. know the answer for that to my wife. Anything you say? Me. <laughs> Me. But some of the responses to this were hilarious. What What makes you 
roll your eyes when you hear it. Like the the one I liked the best was My Truth. Oh, yeah. That makes me roll my eyes. Didn't that make you roll your eyes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My pronouns are, I'm very likely to give you an eye roll if I hear something like that. Common sense gun laws. That is a good one as well. Um, Any any that make you roll your eyes? I like the anti-vax. Yeah. You're (laughs) anti-vaxxer. That's because you're a Capricorn. If somebody says that to me, I'm going to give them an eye roll. My friend Deb used to tell me that's because you're a cancer and cancers don't get along with so-and-so. I'm like, seriously, they changed all that a few years ago. Like, they altered the dates. So if if you were one sign on this day and you were a different sign on the next day, how can you assign traits to those people? Yeah, no, it doesn't it's, work it's, all, it's all silly. But, Cis, cisgender, that really <laughs> drives me nuts. That was one of them. Non-binary, love is love. Yeah, the science is settled. I wonder if Anthony Fauci used that one yesterday in his testimony. Those little signs that say trust science, love is love. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Those yeah. signs you'll see in yards. Yeah. yeah. Some of these will piss off a few of the people I know that listen here on a regular basis. Fur baby. <laughs> Fur baby, yeah. yeah. Someone said roll tide. <laughs> Clearly hates oh, Alabama. Yeah. No kidding. My, my nephews uh, would uh, would hate to hear that. White privilege. Mm-hmm. Um reimagine something like reimagining justice or whatever the hell follows that word uh equity mm, um, <laughs> yeah that's annoying one not gonna lie i say that no lie man <clears throat> some of uh, some of these i say do you really yeah. like what like not gonna lie or i got this i got this i tried yeah stuff like that no, i'm guilty of <laughs> oh yeah follow your heart that's another one that bothers me yeah the, People, this, what yeah. are you going to use that as like a defense if that's you murder someone? You're like, I was following my heart. I was living out my truth. And my truth, when I follow my heart, is that I would like to kill this person. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 could be that could end up being an issue, couldn't it? Or this one. Or this one. Carl, are we up over here? Corn Pop was a bad dude. I roll my eyes whenever I hear that. Hey, what? You. What was said there? Corn Pop was a bad okay. dude. Thought I heard that correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corn Pop was a bad dude. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, we're going to get to a, a quick break here. Uh, we're going to get to another news with Ethan. Next hour, Genevieve Wood of Heritage talking about what we need to do to upgrade the quality of education that our kids are getting. And it goes beyond the school board issue. It goes to the teachers who are being hired to teach these classes. Uh, they got some thoughts on it from Heritage. We'll get to that about 720. Happening. Go, you know the you know the thing. What the hell is going on? In other news. It appears California controller Mila Cohn wants Congress to change the tax code to cap deferred payments, a change that could ensure the state is owed money or more money from Shohei Otani. Cohn made the request four weeks after the two-way star in the Los Angeles Dodgers agreed to a record 700 million 10-year contract. It contains $680 million in deferred payments. If Otani is not living in California at the time he receives the deferred payments, he potentially could avoid what currently is the state's 13.3% income tax wow. and 1.1% payroll state tax. So if Otani's deal is basically can potentially save him $98 million if he, uh, you know, he's not living in California. So apparently Cohen wants that money. So California has a statewide earnings tax? Yep. Hmm. Everybody in the state pays what we pay in the city of St. Louis. 1%. 1.1% wow. 1. 1% payroll wow. tax. Oh. 
Yeah. No it's, wonder so many people are leaving there. It's for state disability insurance is what it said. That's crazy. Wow. No <laughs> kidding. Yep. Need that money. Um, Don <laughs> Lemon appears to have a sweet new deal with the social media giant X. Um, you know he left CNN, and Tuesday he said he launched a new media company and would be debuting a new program via X. The new program's called The Don Lemon Show. It will allow him to be, quote, bigger, bolder, and freer. Lemon said in a post, The show will be available to everyone easily whenever and wherever you want it, streaming on the platforms where conversations are happening. Wasn't he one of the ones that was complaining about X being free? Like well, I the think free I, speech? Probably. I think he was, but is, isn't he also the one that was a, was ageist to women? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Saying yeah. That, he that attacked she Nikki wasn't, Haley. Yeah, she wasn't in her prime. Oh, really? <laughs> I remember that. Well, he's just <laughs> copying Tucker Carlson. He's seen how successful he's been on X. And Jim Rome's going to do the same thing. As I say, it looks like Tulsi Gabbard and Jim Rome also got shows that they are going to put out on X. They can thank Tucker for that. Well, they're all seeing Paved Tucker's the success there, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a Nashville firefighter was charged with reckless endangerment after he reportedly tried to fight a fire while off duty outside his jurisdiction. Um, the Rutherford County firefighters asked Walbaum to step away. That was the guy's last name, um, but insisted he was unlawfully took proactive gear and breathing equipment from their engine. So basically what happened was there was a fire. This guy was driving by. He was off duty, saw the fire department was already there. So he thought he would get out and help and basically was just getting in the way. They told him to leave. <laughs> He decided he was going to take their equipment and go inside and start giving orders. So wow! What they finally called the police on him and had him arrested. And he and he had no connection to that department. No, he was outside his district. His oh. juris, juris I initially district. thought this is a great guy. Wow, he's off duty and he's right. trying to help. But now, when you're saying he was barking orders and refused to leave when he was getting in the way, I can understand why they were upset. Yeah, they did not <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> no, not <laughs> mind your business is basically yeah. what they're saying. Um, it's not a good week for airplanes. You know the one that blew out its door? Well, they found a man dead inside an airplane engine on Monday at Salt Lake City International Airport after police say he breached an emergency exit door that's within the terminal, walked onto the tarmac, and climbed inside the jet's engine. What? Um, now, you would think this, the this engine ate him up, do. but it wasn't. They found him in there. Uh, the plane was basically sitting there getting de-iced, so the engines were turning, but just not full force. On? And so they went Where out did there. Where they die from? They are not saying, although they said they performed CPR and administrated um, naloxone, which is a fast-acting medication that can reverse opioid overdoses. So, Like the Narcan stuff? Yeah. Yeah. They're not saying that's what he died from, but that's what it's looking so like. So he was, was on drugs. Yeah. yeah, clearly. Drugs are delicious. <laughs> Um, if you're wanting to drop down on the knee and ask for that special person in your life to marry you, 2024 might be your year to do it as proposals are expected to skyrocket this year, predicted by Signet Jewelers. Who Imagine guessed? that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Based on what? Congratulations, Just, Sue. Thanks. Based Appreciate on the great it. economy, is it uh, the low inflation rates? What are they basing this on? Um, the jewelry company shared last year that the engagement ring sales fell during the pandemic as relationships faltered or never started with People avoiding socializing outside their circles. So that trend um, created something that they were calling the engagement gap. So now that the pandemic's over, people are starting to get engaged more. I see. Anybody yeah, buying know. that? No. Or <laughs> they're just wanting to sell rings. Uh, that. Yeah. That ding, is a <laughs> distinct possibility. I think we have a winner there. All right. Thank you very much. Coming up, you know, there, there's an effort to stop 
drone patrols from a local uh, city park. Why in the world would they want to stop it? Who'd want to do it in the first place? We're going to talk to the CEO of that company coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.